0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Thanks, Steve and Tracy. A okay. little,
2: little secret message. Take out your Jordan Jesse Go <laughs> decoder rings and decode Jesse's secret message.
1: Oh, man. I, we, we almost made decoder rings one time. Like, I'm talking about five years ago. Yeah. And then I found out that Ira already did it on oh, This American yeah. Life. Yeah. Hmm. That guy's Scoop, already done scooped, everything. Let's introduce. Our, let's introduce our guest. You know him, of course, from the world of stand-up comedy. You know him from the world of podcasting. You know him, of course, from film and television. Uh, Mr. Steve Agee. Hey, you know, b- hey, boys! Don't derisively s- snort at my comment that people know a you habit. from film yeah. and television. You are legitimate. You are legitimately a regular, regular figure on in the worlds of film and television. Yeah, I,
3: I try and make an appearance every now and then. You
1: no, know, you'll. Hey, if you're not a, if you're not a
3: series regular,
1: you're going to be making guest appearances. Yeah, sure. Sometimes you're a child molester on
2: Children's Hospital.
3: Yep. You need it. Most often you're a homeless guy on everything.
2: Is that your that's your that's your like most common audition?
3: Homeless guy. A lot of the character breakdowns I get are overweight, slob, um, They can get so mean. Like it's really fucking mean. Like,
2: this is me. And like you have to be kind of on board with the fact that you could do this.
1: Yeah, I, I a always pathetic loser who probably <laughs> smells. I always run into Wallace Shawn at our uh, bald magazine editor type oh, auditions. Oh yeah. I, uh, I, I, I was I was at an audition uh, the other
2: day for the reboot of a popular horror movie, and I think I did thought I did pretty good. Felt like I like. Hey, I did all right with that. A little bit out of my comfort zone. I feel like I played it real. Played that was pretty series. gruesome. A little gruesome. Uh, I had to get killed with fake knives in the uh, audition. Mm, oh,
1: I just assumed you were you were auditioning for Mothra.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I brought my own uh, tiny Asian twins <laughs> to sing me into battle, uh, and then I was getting out of the audition, waiting to go in. The guy who played Jeffrey Wiener Slave from Thirty Rock, oh, and I was geez. like, "Shit, give it to Wiener Slave." Why'd be you even, to even be have, have me? Why'd you even have me come in?
3: I hate that. I, I auditioned for uh, Wonderlust, mm-hmm. the David mm-hmm. Wayne movie, and um, the whole time I was reading the script for the part I was auditioning for, I kept picturing Stephen Tobolowski. <laughs> I was like, I was reading it in his voice in my head. I was like, oh, man, this is just a Stephen Tobolowsky uh, character. I went in and I auditioned. I had a horrible audition, like totally tanked, uh, was really un- unprepared. As I finish, I say thank you. I open the door. Stephen Tobolowski was walking in. <laughs> he didn't get it. It ended up being Joe Latruglio as the-, the naked
2: winemaker. Uh, oh, yeah, wine- winemaker. winemaker. Sure. But yeah, maybe you got an eye for casting it seems like.
3: Yeah.
1: Maybe you should go into casting. <laughs> Maybe I should. Acting is not working out for you. I don't... <laughs> I'm I'm just saying you're barely getting a guest role here and there when you're not a series regular. <sighs> I know. It's tough. I think you should consider... Anyways. Okay. Uh, can I say something about Steve and Tracy? Yes. They sent us from Charleston, South Carolina, which I think I think is fair to say that's pickle country. hmm <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Yes. They sent us some pickles. It's good
2: that the the, the uh, what that story was building to was they sent us pickles. Otherwise, that pickle country remark would have seemed a little glib. A <laughs> bunch of pickle-licking. Or say-
1: possibly homophobic.
3: <laughs> pickle-licking hill people. Sure.
1: Have fun with your pickles, you gay rednecks. I've never been to San Francisco. That's pickle country. <laughs> Too many pickles.
2: Um, but I find their homosexual community to be very welcoming. <laughs> I just don't like briny vegetables. I got pickled beets.
1: Mm-hmm. Jordan, you got good and evil pickles. Oh. What kind of pickles was those good and evil pickles? Look like jalapenos.
2: Might be. Yeah, might be jalapenos. Maybe just like pickles that acknowledge the inherent duality of man. Sure. <sighs> anyway, I said jalapenos. Sure, that's, that's fun. That's a fun way to say that. That's it. a fun it's way, way, way to say more that. more fun. Uh, can I... Can I, uh, RE yeah. R. R. E. Careers... I had a little, a little moment uh, thinking about kind of my place in the entertainment industry mm. the other day.
1: I wanted to get deeper, deeper on pickles, but okay, go ahead. Uh, no, we go can ahead. go back to pickles. Yeah, we no, have no, to go talk ahead. about no, pickles. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Sure. No, it's fine. I was just hoping that you were going to say R E Pickles because you had some more to say about it. Well, I, I just, have
2: a lot to say. About I pickles. wanted to hear
1: more about it. I like this. I like this character of uh, Redneck
2: who's okay with gays but hates pickles. <laughs>
3: I mean, I think we should flush him out. Fucking pickles.
2: <laughs> Go back to Picklevania. What? Picklevania? My f- <laughs> <My> f- <laughs> the only good
3: pickle's a dead pickle.
1: <laughs> you won't believe what they served at the reception of my friend Bob and Steve's wedding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful wedding. I guess I should say commitment ceremony.
1: <laughs> uh, good Lord. Whole pile of pickles. Pickled okra. Pickled
2: beets. Uh. <laughs> Steve, you legitimately hate pickles, though, so you it can kind of... It is
3: my number one hated food, hmm. hands down.
1: Wow. How do you feel about the Sweet Pickle series of uh, <coughs> family stories about animals, like Goose Goofs Off, for example? I, I don't even know what that is. How do you feel about the Pickle Family Circus, the legendary alternative circus?
3: Anything, I don't like anything with pickles. Nothing pickle. What, what is it a, it's, it's texture, it's taste, it's the whole package. When I was a little kid, I remember being at, like, kindergarten or something, and they they were feeding us, and part of what they had was pickles. And I remember one of the teachers, like, eat your pickles. And I was like and, – and back then it wasn't that I hated pickles. I was just like, I don't want to eat a pickle. I was like, no. She's <laughs> like, "You, Stephen, you have to eat your pickles. Sure. You got to uh, get your essential brines. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like – No, and she forced me to like she stuffed like she put them in my mouth and forced me to eat them. And as a form of retaliation, I threw up. (laughs) That'll show her. And ever since, (laughs) with a spite puke, I can't even smell pickles without gagging.
1: Any now, does this apply to other fermented foods? How do you feel
3: about kimchi? Hate. Hate kimchi. Mm. Hate kimchi. My dad loves it. He used to bring it home from this uh, Korean market and, like, would open it in the kitchen, and it, it would stink the whole house up. Sauerkraut. How
1: do you feel I can, about sauerkraut. I can handle sauerkraut. What about cortado, the uh, pickled lettuce that comes with pupusas? No. No? Absolutely not. I, I, I don't
3: understand
1: pickles.
2: Like, I wish I had a story as concrete as yours for, like, why I hate mushrooms. <laughs> you know, like I wish I had been like assaulted with mushrooms, or like had mushrooms shoved up my butt or something.
3: <laughs> I wish I had had mushrooms shoved. <laughs> then I would my have butt. like a
2: re- legitimate reason. But you I have like a traumatic mush- pickle experience. Yeah. I
1: shoved mushrooms up my butt one time, but it turns out that doesn't work. I it does not. You have to. Take you still them like them. Take them? Oh yeah, you
3: got to take them morally, amount. sure. But, um, but if I if I go to a restaurant and order like a hamburger, I'll say I you know. Cheese, lettuce, onions, fine. I'm like no pickle. They're like, mm-hmm. well, it comes on the side. I'm like, no fucking pickle, because if it's if it's near the if food. it's on the side and it's touching the bun, this is how strong pickles are. <laughs> you eat the the hamburger, you can still taste pickle on the bun, like on the fries. If it's touching my fries, I won't eat the fries. Well, that's what that they it call the
2: touching. phantom pickle
1: syndrome. Yeah. Do you ever it's, find that after someone takes away the pickle, the pickle itches? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: Yes. <laughs> no, they take away the pickle and it's, it's still disgusting. It's fumes. It's fumes linger. Oh, it's so pickle, gross. What about a pickled egg? If you open one of those jars of pickles in here, I would guarantee you I would, I would gag.
1: Pickled wow. egg? How do you feel about a
3: pickled egg? Oh.
1: No, that's gross. That's no, great. that's great. A pickled egg? Yeah, a pickled egg is Ugh, good. It sounds
3: so disgusting. It is
1: disgusting, but it's pretty good. Do you have those at honky-tonks? No, you can. When you, you go line dancing? Is that those
3: purple ones that like... Yeah,
1: you know what I'm talking like about. Like Philippe's. Yeah, at Philippe's. That's where I'll eat a pickled egg at, Philippe's Original French Dip. Huh. Pickled egg. It's it's. Do you it's like that like good. you like that
2: weird... Uh, licorice from Guam or wherever it is we ate licorice from
1: Guam I, like you yeah.
2: like the intensity you like the intensity. I didn't like
1: number one I didn't like that okay. I just found it compelling okay that's number one I decided it's gross but you actually
2: like the pickled egg though
1: I do actually
2: oh, like to eat interesting. a pickled egg it seems all this so pickle disgusting. talk
3: is honestly making my mouth <laughs> water oh, as though no. I'm preparing to throw up <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, man. You did not know that this is all about pickles and preserves. This I know that is all this about putting is about stuff up. Canning. Yeah. It's the
3: hardest part. It is—well, it is the only hard part about listening to your podcast is when you guys are talking about pickles.
1: Yeah. So. Well, you know, I mean, it comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. That's why do you ask your Jordan. followers
3: for cookies or <laughs> fucking guns or something fun?
2: <laughs> we should ask them to mail us guns. <laughs> Are you in a part of the nation that just has great artisanal guns that we wouldn't be able artisanal. to get here?
1: Yeah, sure.
2: Sure. I think there's an artisanal there's artisanal gunsmiths. Yeah, right? I bet there I bet you there is a like a hipster enclave somewhere where guys are like
3: making putting, Saturday night specials and well, muskets.
2: I was going to say like putting black powder into a rifle yeah. and then putting in a ball and then taking one shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Mm. Sounds nice. Hipster gunsmiths. That's a good give gun. us a yeah. Get yourself some nice silver detailing. Sure, you know what I'm talking about. I've seen the Antiques Roadshow. I know about the oh, gun guy on the Antiques
2: I love Roadshow. That show. Can Glad we? Uh, should I finish my career story? Yeah, let's yes. go right I'm sorry. I and I want also
3: want to know if you're able to say the name of the the reboot of the horror movie you were auditioning for.
2: Oh, um, uh, Poltergeist.
3: I didn't know they were doing that again. Yeah,
2: they are. Pretty pretty snappy script.
3: That's uh, pretty snappy pretty ballsy Of them, yeah. You know I know who's directing it. I way?
2: do not know. Sam Raimi's producing um, it. Not bad. So, yeah, he did a nice job with he did a nice job with that Evil Dead. I thought I thought that Evil Dead remake was way better than it had any right to job. be. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I like Spider Man. Spider Man was pretty good. Mm-hmm.
1: I enjoyed Spider Man and Spider Man too.
2: Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so anyway, so I've I've been I've been having a little bit of a, a little bit of a tough time on the job hunt uh, lately. My my latest kind of YouTube thing kind of came to an end. So I've been 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 going so you know taking a lot of meetings. Auditioning sure. for some reboots. Sure. Uh Did and, you meet
1: with the poltergeist?
2: <laughs> I did. I met with uh yeah, I met with Clown Doll. I met with creepy <laughs> clown doll. Uh John Clown Doll, I guess is his full name. Yeah, uh, and you know there just wasn't a lot of chemistry.
1: We're going in a different direction.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then a giant tree bust through the window, yeah. grabbed me, and pulled me out of the audition
1: room. I hope it's clear. I've never seen send the movie. in poltergeist. send in Wiener slave. That's just how I imagine a poltergeist talks. Were you saying you you never saw the movie Poltergeist? No, not at all. Wow, hmm, yeah. really? Was that a good? Was that a perfect impression of the poltergeist from the movie Poltergeist? We all yeah. just thought
2: like, oh, clearly. Okay, great. Excellent. Um, so, so you know, so I'm, I and I've had, I've had, I've had a lot of like really exciting and then ultimately disappointing near misses for stuff. So I've been walking around a little bit bummed, mm-hmm. guys. Right been walking around a little that bit bummed. And you know, just like thinking, oh, gosh, I mean, how, how, I don't know how much more of this I can deal with. It's just like it's 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 piling on. Yeah, um, go
1: open a farm, right? I know <laughs> that's what it's called, right? Opening <laughs> a farm. Open a farm. <laughs> well, there's a it's a close sign, and then you just switch it to open. <laughs> when
2: and does then your new cows... farm drop?
3: <laughs>
1: well, you you got to dust off the cows.
2: <laughs> working on a hot new farm. <laughs> uh, so, if, from time to time, my my. Uh, I will see someone who uh, Steve. I don't know if you know this. For a long time, I did like goofy press junket interviews. I knew, I knew that. Yeah. So from, from time to time, I'll see someone who I goofy press junket in with, and sometimes they'll recognize me, and it's really like flattering. Like mm-hmm. Danny McBride recognized me at once, and was really nice. And seen Jonah Hill a few times, and it's been it's it's really cool. It's really nice of them, and you know, uh, yeah, shows that they're shows that they're not all you know not 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 too big to to, to recognize a, a lowly entertainment reporter. Yeah. Anyway, but that has not had not happened in a while. Uh, so I was kind of walking from this job interview that I ultimately didn't get and wasn't feeling too good about the interview and feeling not great about myself. And then uh I heard, Hey my man, looking good. Turned around, Tyrese
3: Gibson. No shit. Oh
2: Tyrese. Wow. And you know what? I,
1: it re like it, that's gotta it, make you feel it
2: good. It didn't just like ironically cheer me up. It
1: legitimately cheered me. If up. If you're not, it erect pulled
2: me out of a huge tail. After
1: Tyrese Gibson says you look good, yeah, that's Who what we do this you? for. Yeah. That's what we do this. He
2: for. got my attention too. He noticed me. That's a burnished man. Yeah,
1: that's a that's a beautiful <laughs> hand carved man. man. Yeah, that is a man with a with a just a gorgeous beautiful. Charming fellow, yeah.
2: So it felt great, and I'm, you know, I think he's been great in the Fast series.
1: I think he's probably. Uh, I really right, admire
2: his acting work. I think Do you he's... think it's
1: fair to say he's got a million watt smile. Yeah, at <laughs> least, at least a million watt smile. Yeah. So
2: yeah, you know what? It really. And, I've been coasting on that for the past couple of days.
1: And you know what? Specifically, mm-hmm. I think it's important to specifically note. That you are a fan of Tyrese, when you say that he that you thought he was great in the Fast series, this isn't a theory that you've come up with since he said something nice to you. Yeah, you and I have talked about how great Tyrese is in the Fast series. Sure, I mean not to say nothing of Death Race reboot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great
2: in that too. If you got a, if you got a car crashing into another car, Tyrese will uh, will give a pretty good one liner somewhere in there. Yeah.
1: I've only seen the one Tyrese movie, Fast vs. Furious number five, mm-hmm. and. I thought he was wonderful in it. I thought he was so great that I brought it up once when I was out for drinks with Paul Feig and Elvis Mitchell. Sure. They were not buying what I was selling. Elvis Mitchell. <laughs> Elvis
2: Mitchell? That, that guy should be on board with Tyrese. I, I call know. bullshit Elvis Mitchell.
1: Elvis Mitchell and Paul Feig were not on board with me thinking. That uh, that Tyrese was really good in Fast and Furious Number Five. I'm
2: gonna start like he using job that. Done.
1: I'm gonna start using that when I
2: go into future interviews and meetings. Like, by the way, Tyrese Gibson said hi to me, and he also said that I was
3: looking good.
1: Yes, yeah. I put that on your resume. My my his special I'm his man.
3: You are his man. Yeah.
1: put that under skills. <laughs> Tyrese's man. <laughs> Tyrese's man, <laughs> comma looking good. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jordan, I'm I'm glad that
2: I feel like I I feel like he's like my Totem now, or am I like familiar? Oh, like your spirit animal? Yeah, exactly. Like your vision quest guide? Sure. Yeah, I just have a I just have a cork board in my room with lots of Tyrese picks up on it now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're doing? Are you saying that that you were doing the secret in order to meet Tyrese and it worked? No, I think I'm
2: going to start doing it now. Like oh, I honestly vision wasn't
3: board that shit, man. Yeah, sure. you're going to
2: retro secret Tyrese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to keep him in
3: my life because maybe Tyrese had been. Vision boarding you, maybe,
2: maybe, and it, he, maybe he's freaking out on his podcast somewhere. <laughs> ah, he's like, and then he came out. He came
1: out of the office. I saw that motherfucker. <laughs> Tyrese has a podcast, but it's F and F only, my friend, friends and family. Mm, okay. Tyrese is not for public distribution. Yeah, you could get in big shit with the big man, sure. which is what the friends and family of Tyrese call Tyrese. Yeah, because he's a big, muscular, handsome man. Sure, I
2: like Tyrese
1: what a looker he is
2: you know and like really like really gets that like action movie humor like really knows how to like say a funny one-liner and like you know to diffuse the tension of the action scene he's legitimately great at that yeah i agree great work tyrese Yeah, (laughs) way to recognize me on the street and make me feel
1: good as members of the academy (laughs) not of motion picture arts and sciences but of Art in general, yeah. members of the Academy, yeah. people whose opinions are respected mm-hmm. and valued, we approve of you, Tyrese. Yeah, great work in the movie Fast and
3: Furious Number Five, and great work in Death Race Reboot. Sure, you should do a weekly segment called Jordan <laughs> Morris's uh, Tyrese. Oh I could I other. could
2: do an analogue of David Graham's Hulk Hogan news. One of our other
1: podcast buddies they do Hulk Hogan news, I could do Tyrese News. Yeah, yeah I think that would be fun. You know this Dave week in Tyrese <laughs> Dave and Graham on Stop Podcasting yourself. They sing a little song. Mm-hmm. I think it would be fun to sing the little song. It would be like, it's a Tyree snooze. It's Tyrese snooze. Well, that's, I
2: mean, that's a little too samey to theirs.
1: No, the whole, that's the whole point. We're stealing their bit. Oh, good. Yeah, then we should do that because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's a great bit, yeah. so we should steal it. Yeah. We're going to do it better, Carlos Mencia style. You're right. No, you're We're gonna right. We're going to sell it. We yeah. put a
2: little, put a little Latin flavor on it. Yeah. A little Latin steak <laughs> And
1: throw, throw a <laughs> beater at the end. Sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> to really, to really pump it up. Yeah. Juice it up, Mencia style. Mm mm-hmm. I like this. This is a great, this is a great segment. Yeah. I like it so too. Yeah, Thanks for that idea, Steve. You got it, you guys. Especially,
3: <laughs> especially the slur at the end. You got it. You got it that was fun you with know my Foster Brooks all of a sudden? <laughs> just, yeah.
1: We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs>
0: Hey, this is Erin and Brian from Throwing Shade, and we would love to throw some shade on you this summer.
1: Every Tuesday, we inject all sorts of news stories concerning ladies and gays with silliness and sexiness.
0: Just in time for bikini season.
1: Check us out on Max Fun under Throwing Shade.
0: Okay, they're not stupid. No, I
1: know, but yeah, they could well, be. Well,
0: why would you spell it out like well,
1: that? Well, because I was the spelling bee champion of the world.
4: love
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan
3: Morris, boy detective. Steve Agee, undercover lover.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is why we do this, Jordan. Yeah. You know, for moment, Magic that moments like that.
3: Hey, and we appreciate I'd it. I plan and that out have... as though the same way you would plan out every time you watch uh, Inside the Actor's Studio what your answers are. for? Oh, his... what would you say to what, God? What's, what's your, your favorite, favorite word? curse
1: word? Yeah. Steve Ag knows what the fuck's going on around these
2: yeah. parts.
3: Undercover lover. He
2: even, I mean, to, to, Steve Ag is no fair weather, Jordan, Jesse, go no. accolade. No. Acolyte? No. Acolyte. There you go. He even called us out on Twitter when he thought we were making fun of Dr. Hoggly Woggly's Tyler Texas Barbecue. Mm. Yeah. Which I I feel like I clarified our, or my position on, Jesse, I don't think you've been there, is that we love it. Yeah, I love it And any Anything granted, negative granted, I had to say.
3: I, I was have unjust. my favorite, you know, barbecue sure. stuff. I, I, I haven't tried everything on the menu. There. Like Donna
1: Summer, I mm-hmm. would love to love it. Yeah. <laughs> Given the Baby. opportunity. To love it. I'd be all over that. What yeah. are we talking? Are we talking ribs or brisket? Uh, brisket what's for me. Brisket. For me, it's brisket. I had a brisket sandwich. Brisket is good. It's really good. a real winner. But, you know, you got to get brisket right. Ribs, that's, I mean, there's great ribs and there's good ribs. But it's easy to dry out a brisket.
3: If you do it wrong, mm-hmm.
1: so you gotta you gotta go to the right place for brisket. Yeah, sure. no,
3: dry brisket is really bad. Nobody wants dry no. brisket.
1: Nobody wants dry brisket. Yeah, yeah. Come on, <laughs> Jeez, give
3: That'd be me a good a band break. name, Dry Brisket. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that really sounds like a jam band, Steve. <laughs> it does. That really yeah. with the food related names they thought of while they were high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Dry brisket, man.
1: Um. Hey guys, I'm a homeowner. Yeah. How about that? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I'm jealous. I will. You won't enjoy it. It'll get super baked. It probably won't get you baked Jesse, you put the homo in
2: homeowner.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh! sorry almost. Really <laughs> <laughs> oh i really enjoyed that yeah that was a lot of fun oh thank you very very i much. i
2: think that when i see the word homeowner
1: oh my gosh
2: so uh tell tell us about the new digs
1: oh, the new I'm so accolades jealous. i'm
3: so jealous oh i mean digs
1: we moved next door to where we lived before <laughs> the truth is like we were just we were just we just didn't have it in us to do a whole th- to get involved in a whole thing.
3: Oh yeah. You did you literally get... move stuff by just carrying it out to the sidewalk and then around to your new house? That's what the movers we hired did. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. You
1: couldn't you just throw things like through the window? Dude, that was one of the best parts of the whole thing hmm. was when uh, when they moved our lawn furniture, they just put two dudes on one side of the fence and two dudes on the other and passed that shit over. Sweet. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. if anybody's in California needs movers, can I recommend Delancey Street Movers? Yeah, you can. Uh because they are spectacular. <laughs> this is uh. the third time we've moved with them. It is like it is like a dream experience mm-hmm. and it is obviously it's the shadiest field
3: that <laughs> oh exists. Oh my god, sure. I've had some bad movers. There's
1: no one shadier than a house mover. I so I if and not only that they're a non-profit. They're putting people yeah, yeah. to work who are uh, often in recovery and stuff like that. Oh, and no. um, And <laughs> it is... Yeah, Jesse, did you check on your stash?
2: Yeah. Is your stash still there? Uh, did
3: you check to see if anyone shit on your couch cushions, <laughs> Jesse? You mean my porno mag stash? <laughs>
1: I mean your stash of pills. <laughs> Uppers? Downers? Oh, I thought you meant just guys who are a real pill. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> your collection of fussy guys. Um, but, uh, you know, we hired... I hate... I fucking hate... Hate moving, and the also worst. Yeah, it's, it is totally the worst. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have a lot of shit. Sure, I mean that's just my lifestyle. You know what I mean? I'm not. This is good shit.
3: Yeah, I, I went to your apartment once when I did uh, Brian and I yeah. did Soundy Young Young American, Yeah, and that yeah, was that a was, long time. I mean, it was... i mean, that that was t- packed full of shit.
1: Yeah, you're looking at a 27 year old guy, and it's not. You would you? Say it's not unweird or bad shit, right? No, it's. It's tasteful. Yeah, people have a bunch of shit. Yeah, some people got a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: some people, some people are some full people of shit. just got a bunch of shit. Yeah. Brian,
1: what
2: was the what's the last time you've moved? Steve. Steve. Oh boy, you were saying, yeah, um, but a dick.
3: I lived in a, a house in uh, Beechwood Canyon for four years, and then two years ago I moved. Much like you, Jesse. I'm I'm I hate moving and didn't want to pay to like move far so. I found an apartment that was two blocks away from my place. Yeah. Like you could see you can see my old place from my current place. I've lived there for two years. So
1: My we I once moved from one apartment on the same floor of an apartment building to another apartment on the same floor of that apartment building, and it was purely because we needed a, I was no longer my wife had basically forbidden me to continue doing my radio show. In our living room, she said, "You need. We need to move somewhere that has a room that you can do that in." Mm-hmm. And because uh, she needed to do her Avon parties,
3: exactly. Yeah. Mary Kay. Yeah.
1: Um, have I ever told you about the time I was I was at a hotel and there was like a full on Mary Kay convention going on? Oh, you mean a fuck fest? Because. <laughs> 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 If I was there, I would have turned it into one. Yep. Mm, plowed, plowed, yum. Your, plowed your way through those fifty-year-old aunties, <laughs> those fifty-year-old aunties, aunties? aunties? In, in leopard print, everything. Those peg bundies, print. yeah, those peg bundies and Fran Drescher's. <laughs> Oof, yum. Uh, it was, uh, but uh, I, the move went relatively smoothly. Good. Um, we're un fucking unpacking. Is the shit. water on? Is the internet on? Is there's the... no okay. So we bought this house. This guy lived in this house before us. Lived there for 25 years with no utilities. So uh, right whoa, now, whoa, really? Yes, that's so weird. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to get. How do you get trash cans? Yeah, like you have to have city. And let's be clear. I understand you can go down to the uh hardware store and buy a trash sure. can. However— How do you get the the trash people to acknowledge someone lives in this house? Yeah. That is a serious— No
3: utilities.
1: People keep asking me. People keep—I think because it's not in—you know those programs that look up addresses? You yeah. know, they know yeah. what addresses are? Yeah. I don't think my address
3: is in those. Are you off the I grid? I think it tells you. So that guy <laughs> was, is your house was its own grid? state? That guy was a squatter, basically. He was squatting in a home he owned. That's insane.
1: <coughs> did he—, did he Died, right? Like that's he died, he, yeah. Okay. He died a couple years ago. The neighbors What's told me- What's the poltergeist situation? <laughs> at, at the end, we got one evil toy clown. Okay. Um, that's we, pretty good. They we can have, deal with that. Yeah. We have one haunted Mothra. Okay. So uh, that is dangerous. That is a concern. Are you worried
2: about Simon getting pulled into the
1: TV? I have That is an issue. I'm less worried about the Mothra simply because we do not allow Japanese twins into our home as a rule. Sure. You know, well, Even yeah, before you know. the Mothra. Hey, right.
3: I'm still amazed this guy had no utilities.
1: Like, I know. And he was he... a hoarder too. And we you know, we live next door, so I know what it looked like before it got bought and, and remodeled, and yeah. it it definitely hadn't been painted in twenty or thirty years. Yeah. Um it looked like it was complete entirely shambolic.
3: So when somebody dies in a place like that, they obviously can't move their shit out afterwards. You do you have to handle getting everything out of there? The
1: neighbors told us he didn't die there that for the last few years, he just lived in his car outside the house.
3: Dude, okay, I had a neighbor at my old place, the place I lived up in Beechwood Canyon uh, for four years. And there was a neighbor who, for the first, like, two years, I never saw, like, inside his house. And it looked like the windows were blocked out. And the only time I would ever see him is at night when I would come home and I'd go to the end of the street to the cul-de-sac to turn around and come back He would be sitting in his car, which was a Mercedes, a nice Mercedes. (laughs) And he would be sitting in his car reading at night. And that's when I would notice that his car was floor to ceiling, books and magazines and like garbage. (laughs) Like the only open space in that car was his driver's seat. And then one day I saw, I drove by and his garage was open and it was floor to ceiling, the same kind of shit with just like a little pathway. That's
1: what, that's what was going on at this house. I, I know because our landlord told us that when the guy died, which I think was maybe shortly before we moved in mm-hmm. uh, next door, uh, he went in there and sort of helped clear it out and he said it was completely insane. Do you think you got a good price on the house because of the former crazy guy? Do you think maybe that helped the- You mean like his ghost?
2: Yeah, right. What? Were you able to negotiate with his ghost? He
1: had written... <laughs> ghost haggling. He had written some pretty terrifying... Another good jam band name. He had written some pretty terrifying stuff on the walls in blood. Sure. Um, and I think that really helped a lot in our g- negotiations. Wrote no utilities. <laughs> <laughs> <in blood>. but, <laughs> trips down the wall. But what's funny is I was talking about uh, – uh, our friend uh, Mark Maron, mm-hmm. uh, comedian and podcaster Mark Maron and television program star Mark Maron, g- gave me a call to talk about a, an unrelated issue. And I, he said, oh, what's going on with you? And I said, oh, we're, we just uh, had an offer accepted on a house. And he said, really – uh, where is it, you know, what's the story? I said, oh, you know, it's right next door to our old place and r- right in Mount Washington. And, uh, and he goes, oh, next door to the junkyard? <laughs> and I was like, yes, there's a lot of junk in the neighbor's yard. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's like, yeah, that house doesn't have gas. Did you know that? And I was like, no, I didn't know that. Nobody told me it wow. didn't have gas. So, Marin
3: knew about your house Maren knew about it. Marin
1: knew more about it than I did. Marin's you, all
2: over this. Boy, you're really going to have to do a lot of damage control to get trick or treaters to come back, because I bet that <laughs> was a house that everybody. Well, once they heard
1: needed. Marin had been there, yeah. So once, like, I'm out. Yeah. So
3: once you start making the calls to get the you the Pete utilities Holmes. hooked up, like the gas company, were you when you would give the address, were they like, whoa, we've been wondering. Yeah,
1: yeah. The, there's a weird like. It's weird because there's no new construction on my street. I mean, all the houses in my street were built 100 years ago, mm-hmm. but everyone completely baffled that there is <clears throat> like we have to convince them there's a house there. And I really have like I've been going back and forth with the trash department trying to convince them they're like. You lost your trash cans, and I'm like, no, there were no trash cans. <laughs> and they're like, there was a house there, and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, all the houses are issued trash cans, and I'm like, I can assure you, there were no trash cans.
2: Boy, I mean, you should take advantage of living in a dead zone. Just live a lawless existence. Oh, really? Like, every day can... could be the purge,
1: Jesse. You think I could murder my wife? I mean, I mean, if they collect on the insurance money. I mean, I think if sanitation supply during if the purge? sanitation doesn't know. <laughs>
3: Think what a great situation the people who bought your old place are moving into. <laughs> Trash cans, utilities.
1: Yeah. Jordan, you saw you saw the purge. Was there an extended sequence about how they handled insurance in that situation?
2: Yeah, most of the movie is just like zoning questions, like <laughs> yeah. people use Taxes. the purge as an excuse to build a really tall fence. School
1: board meetings. <laughs>
2: The thing about that movie is they never assume that in a state of lawlessness, people will do anything other than murder. Right. Like it's never suggested that people will steal or have like weird deviant sex. <laughs> All the like...
3: Armenians are building extra floors on their houses. And...
1: <laughs> right. I, really, I really am building an extra – a 2 tall fence. Mm. The, w- our house is on a street where uh, very few houses face that street. Mostly it's people's backyards face up to that
3: street. And so, so your street is an alley.
1: It's sort of no, it's a real street, but it's it's on the side of a mountain. So oh, I know
3: exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So
1: there's so across the street from us is just the side of a mountain. Yep, and and the, most of the lots go street to street, and mm-hmm. it's one house. Right, and so we're one of the few houses that that face up to the street, and they had made it, I guess, for the real estate photos. They had made it look like a little suburban house with a front yard and a little, you know, whatever. But that means that it's the only house for half a mile in either direction that doesn't have an enormous eight-foot fence in front of it. And so it's just sort Mm -hmm. of like – it's as though you were driving down, you know, one of those streets like where it's auto wreckers, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's (laughs) eight-foot metal corrugated fences on either side. And then you just got to randomly a house from Smallville – and that, like, that.
3: Everyone's like, "That's sure. the house we're going to rob tonight." That sounds yeah.
2: like
1: going to Doctor Hoggly Wogly's.
2: <laughs> you are yes. driving past like wrecking yards, yeah. and then oh, there's this barbecue restaurant. Yep. Can
1: I? Can I ask you guys a question about barbecue restaurants? Sure. What's up with these? What's up with this tradition of having an enormous barbecue restaurant seventy miles from a major city? <laughs> what is that? What's is it? Is it too much wood smoke? Yeah, maybe it's a zoning
2: issue. Yeah, maybe like you know various. Various loose meats. I'll drive. You need to a that permit. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> For
1: loose meats. Yeah. You're gonna need to form C two nine two. That's loose meats. Yeah. You need a. It's a class C meat. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, there's, so there's
3: good barbecue places within city limits here.
2: Yeah, it, I mean, there's Doctor Oglivaggi's is a little bit of a haul, and it's uh, it's far and away better than anything I've I've, uh, I've had. Uncle Andres
3: here. is really good on Moore Park and Colfax.
1: We oh, can, okay. we are not allowed to talk about local restaurants <laughs> on this program. That is the most complaints we get besides chewing
3: into the microphone. Can we talk about McDonald's then, Jesse?
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Big Mac? Fellas? International
3: restaurant. What's your favorite Big Mac? Yeah. Mine's right. the, the
2: Big, Big Mac. Mac. The Big
3: Mac? You guys like the Big Mac? <laughs> no pickles.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough.
2: Oh, uh, on the issue of Hoarders. Yeah. Uh, other TLC shows. Uh, <laughs> have you guys seen hanging out on Netflix this TLC series Strange Sex?
1: No. No. I've heard of it though. Sounds sensual.
2: Well, here's the thing. Uh, that's what I was hoping. Uh, I was I kind of like looked at it with the idea of like, oh, this is like the basic cable version of real sex.
1: Inter- their, their slogan is "Internet working, but computer not working." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why not beat off to yeah. this Netflix title?
2: <laughs> want to jerk it but don't want to close this window. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I looked at it. And every episode of Strange Sex has one thing that's adorable and delightful and one thing that's a horrible, depressing nightmare. Yeah. Like it'll be – Jimmy and Pam want to integrate tickling into their relationship. Mike fucks pickle jars. Well, Yeah, but also his penis has been mutilated in the war. Oh. It's like so they take something really cute and fun and then add it to the most horrible – Form of sexual mutilation that will uh, bum you out forever. Who
1: are the people watching the shows where the sh- where the point of the show is how miserable and sick someone's life is? Uh,
2: boy, I don't know. Um, and someone, it's uh, and to, to assume via this show that someone would want to see a fun segment about you know those balloon popping fetishists, uh-huh. and then. Look to a, and then see a story about a paraplegic who has to have sex through blinking like some they, they're positing that <laughs> no, someone that wants to see that was a thing. He just not
3: blinking. Like Somebody the, like the, rubs his thumb. The diving bell on the butterfly. Yeah,
2: totally. Yes. It's like, yeah, can uh, people in iron lungs have sex? This show is positing that someone is out there who wants to watch both of
1: those. But what about the ones? What about the ones that are like that? <laughs> mm-hmm, but also like grotesque. Like um that's a that's a that's really sucks for that paraplegic. Sure. However, I don't know. I'm basing all of this on half an episode of Intervention I saw on an airplane. Oh god, yeah. But it was about a woman who drank so much that she was drinking constantly. Yeah. Oh, but also like mouthwash when people would take away her booze. Yeah. Ugh. And just and she was she was just so gross and nightmarishly sad. Sure and just the show was just like some people talking about you know oh i am her i'm her son she, you know when i was 3 which was 7 years ago she left me at the abattoir <laughs> that she was visiting for informational purposes sure. and i had my arm cut off and it got eaten by a pig and then that the is pig such a- got killed <laughs> and, and like, and it was all her, and like, and just the most grotesque, nightmarish shit. Yeah, and it's just presented. It's presented as, as though,
3: educational television, as, it's as the learning it's, channel.
1: Yeah, well, but that's the thing. Like the tone of that show that I watch was very serious, but not. There's no educational content at all. It's pure prurience. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, just, it's sad porn. Yeah, but like vomitous sad. Sure. Like I was sick. I couldn't yeah. believe. I I mean I, I turned it off because I couldn't bear to see it anymore. Yeah, like what? Those shows are very popular. I think. <laughs> yeah. Who, I mean, I can understand why somebody wants to watch Duck Dynasty. Everybody likes to laugh at a crazy uncle. Yeah, right. You know, and if it's good, if it's bad, you know, it's not always the key (laughs) consideration for a television program. But who who are the, like, one million people or two million people who are like, I got to watch this show about someone who left his wife so that, He could spend more time eating
3: couch foam. (laughs) I have the same question and problems with people just watching Jersey Shore. Sure. Yeah, that's horrible enough. to Didn't
1: me. you? Do I remember correctly from when you were on the Sound of Young America that you were a reality that you worked in reality television pre Sarah Silverman program?
3: Yeah, I worked in uh, I worked on many reality shows. Did
1: you ever work on anything that was that was uh, uh, horrible, e- evil rather than uh, <laughs> yeah, rather than everything. simply
3: vacuous? Well. I worked on Real World, Road Rules, Osborne's Temptation Island 1 and 2, Joe Millionaire 1 and 2. Wow. Um, some stuff that never even made it to air. Um, I, I worked for ten, a good 10 years in reality TV. What did, you, what did you see? What do we need to know? A lot of manipulation. I mean, it's shit that's common knowledge now. A lot of manipulation of footage and taking you know, sentences and, and stuff out of context, which is such a fucking bummer.
1: That's so horrible, right? That's yeah. that's that is sincerely offensive to me. The yeah. not not even putting people in a weird fucked up situation as much as the part where they will they will take a shot of someone reacting to something that's not the thing and then present it as though they're yeah. reacting to something. Yeah. you know what I mean? Sure. Does that make any sense at all? I lost track of that sentence. <laughs> and and, I, and I was
3: around down. long enough to see it go from. You know, the real world when it first started airing in the early 90s was actually like a decent show. It was like we're going to take, you know, eight yeah, completely different happens. people and put them in, a, in a, you know, from different backgrounds and see what happens. And then just go from this thing of watching not only casting but people, applicants, realizing that, oh, I have a better chance of getting on this show if I am fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And so – just being fucked up for the sake of getting on TV. Can I ask you guys a real-world question? This is
1: something that I've been wanting to ask on Jordan, Jesse Go, but have not had the opportunity. Okay. It weighs so heavily upon me. My son, Simon, Mm -hmm. two years old, has a book called 123 San Francisco. Mm -hmm. This is a book where it's like one Golden Gate Bridge, two cable cars, three Seals on a Pier, mm-hmm. four Coit Towers, five Transamerica Pyramids, right? Yeah, for instance. And all it is, it's a small book. All it is on the page is a graphic representation of those things. Mm-hmm. It's a good-looking book. Yeah. And then just the number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the front, it has credits. Illustrated by blah, 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 by Puck. Does is, that it, mean, is it Puck from the real Does world? that mean that Puck from the real world San Francisco Boy. went into a publisher's office, pitched them a number book, and showed them an outline, which was just the numbers one through ten? It yeah. wouldn't
3: surprise me. And he's
1: like, I'm going to put one something San Francisco. Are there, I haven't are gotten there, that far yet. Are there these for every city? I don't know that's the other well, question. Puck is from
3: San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, because
1: he was the real world San Francisco. So the question is is or is it that they have one of these in each city and they get a local celebrity oh, was to, on the real world to put oh, their name sure. on the cover. And so, you know, it's uh, you know, New York City, it's it's by Ed Regis. <laughs> Yeah, or Regis. Sure. <laughs>
3: we picked. We a really
2: great New Yorkers. So just now. Ed Koch and Regis. So yeah. So one the Empire State Building. So Illust- one two three Portland is written by Stephen Malcolmus. Written by Regis.
1: Illustrated by Ed Koch. <laughs> <laughs> the late Ed Koch.
3: Right. May he yeah. rest
0: in
1: peace. Um, but like sincere. This is my. This is a real question to you. Which of these scenarios seems most likely? God,
2: you know, I only know. I only know Puck as like a as like a pull for like. Real world characters. I, I that was something that totally
1: missed me when I was of the age for yeah, it. I mean, I was in prime MTV. I never watched it. Yeah, but I was in prime MTV demographic. I was mm-hmm. too busy watching the video for Mother ninety three by Danzig. Sure, mm-hmm. uh, which great. was a favorite yeah, of great. mine at the time. But, yeah. Great, but I had just got. I had. I was you know twelve mm-hmm. whatever. And I was in San Francisco. It was a big deal. Two things that are very vivid to me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think you know, you grew up in Southern California, where there's show business stuff all the time, especially in Orange County. I mean, just the glamour. (laughs) But I (laughs) know there was no show business. But I mean, there's. But it's not.
2: I guess there was the diving board where Greg Louganis trained. But they like shoot things. (laughs) No, totally. Uh Uh, I, I, yeah. Where? Wait, what? In Orange County. Oh. Yeah, I bet you probably ran across more movie sets than I did.
1: Really? Yeah, totally. Yeah, Orange County well,
2: doesn't look like anything. Like,
1: So you I married an ax murderer. Yeah, sister act. Mm-hmm. The first sister act, not the following two. Those uh, were I think like, shot in Los whole Angeles. A whole string of Dirty Harry movies. That's before my time.
2: Yeah, but even things that okay, like look, are set this... in Orange County, like Arrested Development or the movie Orange County, there's like they, they would never go there. The
1: things that the things that I remember most vividly are. Uh, Flo Puck, Flojo from, from there. Puck from the real world, and Manny the Hippie from when when oh, David, yeah, David Letterman, Letterman went to San yeah, Francisco, yeah. Oh, and he yeah, said yeah. "diggity dank." Mm-hmm. Yep. that's those things are fucking touchstones for sure. me. I have no idea why. I mean, I I I actually like David Letterman, and Manny the Hippie was kind of cute too. Yeah, but. Fucking uh Puck from the Real World, a powerful figure in my life. I don't think I've ever seen an episode <laughs> of The Real World. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was I always remember like wanting to watch Beavis and Butthead and when an episode of Real World would come on, I was so mad. I have like negative associations from the Real World because Me it was too. what was on, other than Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> okay, but let's get back to this
1: book written by apparently sure. by Puck. Uh-huh. It's also we possible that it was written by right Shakespeare's now. Puck. It could be, yeah the the impish prankster, which is probably more likely. Oh,
2: I bet maybe his his uh, his clever jape was to mix up the numbers. Does it go <laughs> one two five four?
1: Because that jape. is
2: something that the. Yeah, Puck of Shakespeare would do. And the whole thing is an implied iambic pentameter. Right. Although, well, Steve, I guess probably Brian should be on this. I mean, Steve is looking this up right now. but I'm looking uh, it up.
1: Brian. Yes. It's a different, different puck. Different puck. Wait. Wait a minute. There's two guys? This is a guy. A Sonny D says it's a different puck. I don't believe it's possible. <laughs> is San Francisco big enough... For two men with the single name Puck. Well, if anywhere has multiple Pucks. Is Puck... Okay, Sunny D, is Puck a guy who travels from city to city identifying its most notable landmarks and then making a book out of it? He writes Whoa. the entire One Two Three series. Okay. That is amazing, Sunny D. Yep. Fucking Puck. Fucking Puck. How do you get a gig like that? Yeah, right? Yeah. How do you get... For just... You
2: have just, to be fucking dude, Simon
3: the or ideas Schuster. are out there, man. You just got to grab them. Sometimes
1: that's they're a really super good,
3: simple. That's a really good point, Brian Grazer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
0: La, 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 la.
2: Jordan Jesse Go is brought to you by a darkly hilarious debut novel by Dan Kennedy, American Spirit. Actually, he's here with me today to tell you about it himself.
1: Hi, Jordan. Um. So, yeah, American Spirit is
2: about a 40-something guy named Matthew, and he goes on this vision quest to uh, figure out his life when his life kind of falls apart. And he's pretty depressed,
3: but he does some pretty (laughs) weird shit because of that to make sense of his life. Um, But he's also a spirited character in the end, and I like to think you get a little snapshot of why America is a really kind of beautiful place in the process. And there's also a gun mild hallucinogens. Um, they roll an RV in Yellowstone
2: Park. There's international air travel. There's sex with a gorgeous agent whose clients are polite boys in vampire movies. It's, uh, it's the full package. Dan Kennedy is the host of the Moth podcast, a great writer and a great friend of our show. So go grab his book today. Thanks, Jordan. My pleasure.
0: La 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 la. Jordan Jesse Go,
1: I am Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Steve A. G. Psychic to the Stars. Sponsor this week nice. <laughs> our nice. friends at VG Kids.
2: Yes, VG Kids, a full-service screen printing company offering custom garments, posters, packaging, stickers, as well as full-color digital
1: printing. Wait, are you laughing? I think Steve Agee is laughing because you said full-service.
3: No, I'm laughing because he's reading it off a phone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what are we? We don't will waste paper around here. No, it's
3: great. We want people
1: to know the full range of services that VG Kids offers. And also to maybe imply that
2: they'll give you a handy. (laughs) I mean,
1: they might. They might? Ask. Call and ask. Right.
3: Be a- I love VG kids.
1: <laughs> if you're making an order of, say, letterpress printed business yeah. cards, yeah. Sure. check in. Do it. Do you also offer manual stimulation? Digital manual stimulation. Genital <laughs> stimulation. ATM stimulation. <laughs> Here's the deal. They all the folks at VG Kids they print a bunch of stuff for MaximumFun.org. They are really nice. They are big Jordan Jesse Go fans, and they will gladly give you ten percent off. All you have to do is mention that you heard about it on Jordan Jesse Go. They know. They they all listen to Jordan. I, yeah, I met these people. It. Yeah. Why these wouldn't you do
3: it? That's stupid of you not to. They
1: do a great job. They'll print whatever you want. What do you need? Beautiful. Anything I want. That's amazing. A hand job? <laughs> I don't know if that no. can, can be printed. No, that's they would true. print a picture of a hand job for you. Oh, okay. If that's, uh, if that's your if fake that, money, <laughs> if your band is the candies, counterfeit, counterfeit, counterfeit money. Counterfeit money? Yeah. I couldn't think of the word counterfeit. Uh,
3: fake All money. I could come up with was fake money.
1: Uh, you know what they don't they don't print counterfeit money. They will print counterfeit stamps. Uh, good so, enough for me. That's like know, money. That's money in the bank because yeah. everyone needs stamps. Take those down to the barber shop and you know. <laughs> Everybody needs
3: some Forever <laughs> Stance. Forever's it down to Supercuts. <laughs>
1: VGKids.com is the website. VGKids.com. VGKids.com. Yeah. VG. Very good. Kids. Dot com. Website. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. We'll share your message about whatever. Yeah. We'll, anniversary. ATM. They do <laughs> not care. ATM. We're going to do digital
2: manipulation.
1: An <laughs> announcement <laughs> <laughs> about ATM. Yeah. <laughs> Just like
2: ATM safety, ATM awareness week. Yeah. If you got. Anal August is coming
3: up. <laughs> M-, M to A is way safer, but we. <laughs> but that's obvious. We need to talk about ATM.
1: You're talking about ways ways to corral that, <laughs> yeah, and wrestle it into safety compliance. Uh. <laughs> it involves a long shower and a lot of purell. <laughs> sure. Okay, gang. Well, yeah. we've had a lot of fun pitching the <laughs> Jumbotron, which is at MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. If you want to sponsor any of our MaximumFun.org shows, which I think you should, absolutely. Hey, I say, do it. Yeah. I say, you got a company? We'll sell it across the network. Mm-hmm. E- Full coverage. E- email at Teresa at MaximumFun.org. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, what fun. La,
0: la, 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 la.
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorn, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Steve Agee, Guam's
3: chief export. Came
1: Steve, to play. Came to play. I love that. Came shit, to man. play. Steve Agee's the real home run hitter. Yeah. I cede my nickname home run hitter to you <laughs> <laughs> because you have hit a home run every time out. Yeah. I we're still it. working with some shit we thought of when we were nineteen and eighteen, respectively. Oof, yeah.
3: Do you guys know your answers to uh, Inside the actor Studios, that questionnaire, if they ever act? What's what, your least favorite word?
2: Yeah, favorite. What, so what is it? So what do you say to God?
3: I, I never, I don't have all that planned out. Mine is, has yours? always been, what's your favorite curse word? Yeah. We, what is your which, favorite curse sadly, word? sadly, I think it's just fuck or any form of fuck. He
2: fuck's great. I mean, fuck it's hard really to like, it's word. hard to, yeah, what's better? What's more useful? Yeah. Basically nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, just to switch it up, I would probably do a racial slur just so people would remember my inside <laughs> right. the so actors studio. So it
1: became a legendary inside the actors
3: studio. Right. I remember when Kiefer Sutherland was on. They're like, "What's your least favorite word?" And he said the N word. Yeah. And then there was a rash of people uh, editing it in, into his favorite word and putting that on YouTube. Oh like, no! What's your favorite word? The N word. <laughs> but him actually saying the N word, like it's <laughs> wow. That's horrible.
2: amazing. Uh yeah no I have not I I have not picked up uh I have not fantasized about being on inside the actor studio. Did Kiefer
1: Sutherland when he was on did he reveal the secret of acting? Um, did you find that you had learned the secret of acting? I don't remember. This was after watching Kiefer
3: Sutherland six years ago. I don't remember. I mean
1: that's around when you learned the secret of acting, right? Do you think you learned it from Kiefer Sutherland?
3: Yes. Yeah. And
2: uh, (laughs) I I do, I do. I I think your performances are Kiefer Mm Sutherland-esque. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So at least Donald Sutherland-esque. Yeah. At the bare minimum, bare minimum, Donald you Sutherland. You haven't
3: yet
1: reached the heights of <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're kind of hovering
2: around Donald. You're I
1: fucking st- love Donald Sutherland. He's, he is the a- better Sutherland. He though, is, to be he- fair,
2: by far the better. I have Sutherland. not reached Mary Kate. I'm kind of hovering around Ashley. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's that's about how good an actor I am. Yeah, I got it. I'm probably not even going to get Poltergeist reboot, guys. <laughs>
1: We're going yeah. to Wienerslave. Just give, Wienerslave. It, just give it to Weener Slave. Just give it to Weener Slave. Hey, whom I'm—that's the right call. Yeah, you can. You've got that podcast money. You're not sweating it. I guess.
2: I would like to be in the Poltergeist reboot, though. Yeah, if that's they're a good listening,
1: point. I'd like to be in the Poltergeist reboot. Yeah,
2: I want to get killed with a bunch of uh, floating knives.
1: You know what Spoiler I want? Alert. I our friend. <laughs> uh, I we have, we have a friend who is the host of, and a friend who is the director of a show called the Engadget Show for mm-hmm. Engadget.com. Sure. And, um
3: <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. keeps letting us know we should stretch no, I dropped my phone, and Jesse looked, and I just kept mentioning, Keep going, ignore that Pretend ignore like it you didn't just happen.
1: and they did uh, like a Halloween episode that had a mm-hmm. scooby doo parody, yeah, and I played a scooby doo villain in it, and it's probably awesome. the most fun thing I've ever done in my life, sure, and uh, so from here on out, anyone I meet who as Ever had a cartoon? I'm going to demand to be in it. That's I think that's fair. That's, that seems that's a reasonable. What, totally demand. reasonable. Why Why wouldn't you put me in in uh, with these golden pipes?
3: <laughs> Come on. I, I had a period of whenever I would have meetings with my managers uh, and the, just to talk about you know what I should be doing to get out there and stuff. I'd be like, I I would always end every meeting with I don't care what you fucking do for me career wise, or audition wise. Just get me an audition for Law & Order or (laughs) CSI-type show where I play the corpse at the beginning of the episode as they're pulling the sheet over my face. Sure. I just want to be, like, in the cold open where they're like, well, that was a weird, you know, just – yeah. I, I just mean, do and this. they Couldn't would do
2: more like celebrity stunt casting with those roles. I mean, that's perfect. I mean, I don't think they
3: ever fucking even tried. I guess it would really? probably be, like distracting or. Who's your agent again? Mike
1: Ovitz, right? <laughs> yes,
3: Mike Ovitz,
1: super agent. <laughs> Mike Remember, Ovitz Mike Ovitz was
3: the greatest agent in the world for a long time.
1: Yeah, I think I think you call get Mike on the phone, and just tell him it's I... now or never. Or you're walking, and you're now warm. in 2013. You're go- I probably could get Mike on the phone. If, my, if Mike Ovitz doesn't close this deal for you, you're moving over to Swifty Lazar.
3: Or the a- only Ari, other famous uh, agent, Ari, uh, what's his
2: Oh yeah, for Entourage.
1: Entourage. Or Jeremy Piven from Entourage. <laughs> the only three famous agents. If something happened, if something like that happened to you, Steve. Mm -hmm. I'd say it would qualify as a momentous occasion. It would be great. I would have a viewing party. When something momentous happens to our audience, we ask that they call us at 206-984-4-FUN. And uh, Steve, are you going to do that six-year-old thing where you... Say what I'm saying no. at the end of, at the end all, end of all of
2: it says Jordan! <laughs> Jordan!
1: <laughs> Dang it, Jordan, Jordan!
3: But it is one of my favorite things to do. Everybody. It is a lot of fun. I used to do it to Laura Silverman all the time when we were doing Sarah's show, and nothing made her more furious. <laughs> 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 it's infuriating. Oh, it is infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> Having it done to you is infuriating.
1: She probably. I I can imagine that she has a withering look of disapproval as well. Oh, yeah. She's dagger eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would not want to I would not want to be in her ill graces. No, of course not. 984 for fun. Here's our first call.
0: Hello Jordan. Hello Jesse. Hello Go. I'm behind a car
3: whose license plate is G Z Z Z Z Z R. Which in effect is (laughs) Jizzer, and I don't understand anything else that it could be. So (laughs) I don't know if I should be this close to that person or
1: if I should be in awe of them. But that was the Jizzer. That was the Jizzer's original name in the movie. Right. Big baby Jizzer? I'm the (laughs) Rizzer. This is the (laughs) Jizzer.
2: It would be Gizzer, right? Geezer, probably, right? Like an old man? Geezer. I would say that like I'm not nuts about having two personalized license plate calls in two consecutive shows. That's pretty good though. I is say, pretty good.
1: I say at the point where you have something that baffling mm-hmm. uh, then you're really just trying to find a way to donate to save whales. Like, that's what that's about. If I can't... (laughs) If you wanted to pay the extra 40 bucks to get the whale Oh, right.
2: Sure. We just have something so nonsensical. If I can't
3: tell what your license plate says within three seconds, then you have fucking failed. Full short. uh... What? Yeah. (laughs) Full (laughs) short. (laughs) Full (laughs) short. (laughs) Full short.
4: (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my God. I swear to God, uh, oh if fuck. anyone, whoever gets their personalized license plate, full short, and then puts a license plate frame that says yeah. MaximumFun.org around it, yeah. I will buy you an airplane ticket to Los Angeles from any major city in the United States, up to $500. Mm-hmm. This is a sincere offer. <laughs> First person, not every person, yeah. first person to get a license plate that says, full chart. What would that be, I guess? <laughs>
2: F-O-L-C-H-R-T?
3: I can guarantee you that has not been taken. Yet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh. It depends how many letters are in your state on your state yeah. license plate. No, that's plate. true, right? I mean, you got to come up with something good for full chore. <laughs> sure, And then you have to go to the mall kiosk and mm-hmm. get a thing that says Jordan Jesse Go right. org. Send me a picture. Send Brian, Send send an email to JJGo at org. First person to do that, and it's real. Uh-huh. I will buy you a plane <laughs> ticket to Los Angeles to come to a Jordan Jesse Go show.
3: What would be better is though is to have them drive their car to one of the Max Fun cons and have oh, it be yeah. the official car of. Just the back it Fun up Con. on
2: stage. Maybe we could put on a like, big like paper. Like machine. Saigon, <laughs>
1: yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> <That's our signature. laughs> <laughs> just everyone's, uh, everyone's waiting for the big finale, yeah, yeah, yeah. the big finale of Act <laughs> Three. Full short dress on stage. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking amazing. It's sad. <laughs> Max on stage. Beep, it's beep. just an eighty-three Honda CVCC. <laughs> It's a Miata.
3: (laughs) Ford Maverick.
1: (laughs) And can I make one other thing clear? If it's a partial short, (laughs) half short, (laughs) don't even email me.
3: Uh, I've never seen Jesse laugh this hard in my fucking life. Okay, uh, play
1: another call. Literally uh, he's I am literally—he's
3: crying.
0: He's fucking wiping. Full tears. Tears. He's wiping tears from his eyes. Full <laughs> uh, Wow.
2: Hey, Jordan. Jesse, go. This is a uh, Jeremy in Portland, Oregon, with a momentous occasion. Uh, I was just driving home a few minutes ago. Pulled up to a stoplight. Looked over to my right and saw a sort of well-to-do African-American woman, um, middle-aged, in a maybe mid-2000s, you know, Chrysler-like burgundy color. Uh, she's got the rearview mirror pointed down towards her towards her chin. She's got her chin up, and she's uh, nonchalantly <laughs> shaving the underside of her neck with an electric razor. Uh, anyway, thanks I'm for sorry time. that I'm not
3: over the, But <laughs> Jordan is over here fighting back laughter. <laughs>
0: I
1: had a really hard time that whole time. Yeah, I didn't want to pay attention. Was, as soon as it was about a car, I'm, I'm, like uh, I'm, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Jesus think I'm Christ. full charge.
3: I was hoping the next caller would be like, a uh, monumentous occasion. My wife and I had our first child. We named him full short. Oh Yeah. Oh, boy. What was that last call about? Somebody was shaving in, in the car? I'm
1: in the United States Army. I just got promoted to Fulchor. <laughs> It was that was a really great momentous occasion. He yeah. saw a he saw a well to do well to do woman, tears and driving a eyes. car, driving a car, and she was stopped at a stoplight, shaving her chin with an
3: electric razor. That's good.
1: That's pretty good. But oh, all as soon as he started describing the car,
3: mm-hmm. I, oh. the longer it went, the funnier full <laughs> short got. Yeah.
0: We'll be back in I just, don't even know what
3: that fucking means, <laughs> it's by the way. I
1: know nothing. We'll be back in just a second yeah. on Jordan Jesse Go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: Steve Agee, parental disappointment.
1: I've. <laughs> I've Another take, banger. I've taken a few minutes to get my act back together. Um, and the key is, you know, the, the problem is <laughs> as soon as you say don't think about an elephant. Sure. Then yeah. all you're going to think about is an elephant, the right? the Stay
3: puffed Marshmallow Man. So, yes, right.
1: right. Yeah. So the secret is if you're trying not to think about a drawer, <laughs> <laughs> the thing to do is say don't think about sure. an elephant. Then all you can think is elephants, hooves, elephants. tusks,
2: sure. powerful legs. Yeah. Hannibal crossing the
3: Alps. I'm seeing max maximum fun uh, t-shirts. To say, say full short.
2: Yeah,
1: I think it's the yeah, it'll become it'll it'll probably become our most cherished inside joke. <laughs> Bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can I say one thing about elephants? Speaking of yeah, elephants, please. I went to the zoo with my son, uh, and he kicked his shoe off. Into the elephant enclosure. Oh, no. Cool. Which, yeah, which was pretty cool. That's <laughs> amazing. And, um, and so I didn't know really he what to do. He was trying to, to
2: antagonize do. the elephants.
1: Yeah. So there's a guy there and I'm like, hey, my son just put his shoe into the elephant enclosure. Can somebody get it or something? He's like, you have to wait until the elephant show, which was like an hour. I'm like, nobody can just run down there and grab the ele- the shoe? And he's like, nope, sorry. So I waited till Elephant Show. It was like, as I said, an hour. So sure. it's an hour of me trying to explain to my
3: son why we can't get the shoe back. Or coaxing an elephant to throw a shoe back.
2: <laughs> yeah, trying to, having peanuts and kind of trying to <laughs> indicate him that one shoe equals one
1: peanut. Yes. Yeah. And at the end of it. Finally, the the keeper does the show. They have to mm-hmm. do the whole show. I thought maybe he could just grab was it before it he cool? started the show. It was all right. I mean, they okay. learned a fair amount about elephants. That's good. They threats to their habitat. Oh why, yeah. Why their legs are so big. That's good to support their enormous weight. Yeah, I mean, it's weight. not like <laughs> who would have thought? it's not like yeah. well to get the shoe shoe, you have to sit through a bee attack. Yeah, it's like no, you got to sit through something cool. Yeah. to get the shoe. Yeah. So. At the end of it, he gives the shoe back, and when he gives the shoe back, I'm there with my dad. Simon, my son's with my dad when, mm-hmm. when the keeper gives the shoe back. And so I told my son, I thought I would, it would be fun to tell my son the elephant gave you your shoe back. Oh, that is fun. So I told him the elephant gave you your shoe back, and he just starts crying immediately. And I'm oh. like, what have I done? What have I done? For some reason, the prospect of an elephant returning a shoe to my son mm. somehow flipped on in his mind, I think. The idea that the elephant took the shoe in the first place. Oh, and that any time an elephant can steal his things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And specifically his shoes, which is a scary thing to
2: have stolen, Maybe admittedly. Yeah, your son, I mean, it sounds like he has a very firm belief in man's dominion over animal. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Granted well, uh, to us by yeah. God. Yeah, yes. we taught him yes. that. So, we, we read the Bible. The idea that. An elephant can kind of decide what happens to your shoes is,
3: I mean, not only scary, but blasphemous.
1: It really taught me the lesson that I could traumatize my child with anything at any time.
3: Yeah. It's a great day in in a man's life. (laughs) He can destroy his child emotionally.
1: I just told him the elephant gave him back his shoe.
2: Mind blown. Maybe just no more cute stuff, you know?
3: Yeah. If it
1: seems cute, it's likely to terrify. Should I make everything... Darker, like the new Superman movie. Yeah, you should probably maybe make it that was a grittier. defining moment
3: in your kid's life, and he's going to grow up to be an elephant poacher or something. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: that'll <laughs> <laughs> be killed by Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like this was Simon's forced pickle.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I anyway, my apologies, future Simon. When Simon gets older, he's going to listen back to the full catalog of my stupid comedy Uh, podcast. (laughs) Well, even if he just listens to one, he'll look at the episode titles. He'll be like, "Eh, no, no, full short. I'm checking this one out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's the title, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's got (laughs) to be. I mean, it's got to be. There's no doubt about it. I might say,
2: not to to let people in on the sausage making, I say let's not tip the hand.
1: Really? Yeah. Mm. You say don't call it full short. No. But then how will people- Trojan Horse. How will people find it later when they want to listen back to the full Chord episode? Because it's the one labeled Trojan Horse. Because remember, for, <laughs> it's called Trojan Horse. Yeah. Troj- we call the episode the Trojan Horse. Mm-hmm. And then Brian Furnett, Sonny D is out there and the- he's literally rubbing his heads together like an evil genius because he's so excited about this scheme you came up with. <laughs> this Chort hiding
3: scheme. It's the vanity episode. Sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, I like that. Okay, Steve. First of all, I want to thank you for coming on our program.
3: Thanks for having me. It's it, we've been trying for a while.
1: Second yeah. of all,
2: I it want was, to say I think it
3: was baffling to both of us that you had not been on the show. I've been asked a bunch, but it's literally I think it's when people have canceled because yeah. it's always Jesse calling me like, "You want to do our podcast? Yeah, can you be there in two hours? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> no, that's yes,
1: not, no." No. Steve, no. It's, it's happened. You've got Have two and you, a really? half, You've never been times. on before at all? Mm-mm. Wow. It seems weird, doesn't it? Yeah, that seems really weird. Sure. But I was confused that you hadn't been to our office. Anyway, I wanted to say two <laughs> things. Number one, thank you for coming on the program. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm glad we could make your dreams come true. <laughs> Those were the two things sure. I wanted to say because I'm a polite guy. Yeah. End of the day, I'm a polite man. You really are. <sighs> Our theme music, <laughs> "Love You" by the Free Design, Light in the Attic Records. Mm. Our email address: jjgoatmaximumfun dot org. Our hashtag on Twitter: hashtag full short <laughs> JJ G O <laughs> I like I like reading the hashtag. By the way, it's a lot of fun. You can search by the hashtag, so you can see what people are saying about this week's episode. There's a lot of oh, stuff yeah. that's just in Spanish, but I think yeah, well, that's I think, something else. Yeah, I think. There's a woman in like Denmark who's at JJ Go, whose name is Janine, and Janine will often put things and put JJ Go in it. They may come up. That's why you got to hashtag it. You can't just search for JJ Go. You got to search for hashtag JJ Go, because otherwise you're going to get a bunch of shit about Janine in Denmark. Yeah, you know, just eating weird salted licorice and shit. (laughs) Okay. If you want to help us find prior art to help save podcasting, this is very, very important. Go to EFF.org slash save podcasting. EFF.org slash save podcasting. We had a couple of people email us ideas about uh, podcasting and radio, serial, audio, internet distribution technology from before 1997. Go to EFF.org slash save podcasting and click on the link there. Uh, There's a great system for submitting those ideas. They will also gladly accept them via email. Um their email address uh, is there. I believe it's podcasting at e f f dot org um, This absolutely could not be more essential to the future of what we do like we are genuinely under threat of something that could put us out of business in a week um so i really I really hope people will will lend us a hand lend us a hand with that um and also we have such an amazing lineup. This is like prime BoatParty.biz time. This is the time when you should be registering for BoatParty.biz. Our numbers are skyrocketing. We have an amazing lineup of musicians, comedians, uh, just tremendous, wonderful folks coming out. Look, I I just got an email from Wyatt Cenac. Wyatt Cenac mm. is in. Hey. It's going to be really tremendous. Go to BoatParty.biz. You can find more information about it. It's coming up in September, so, you know, request those vacation days. You know what I'm talking about? Request them into that time bank.
3: Or just quit.
1: Yeah, quit 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 your your job. job. Fuck it. it. Just follow BoatParty.biz around (laughs) on tour like it was fish. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was dry brisket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wait, you followed dry brisket around? on I tour? did for a while. Like after college, I just wasn't sure what I was doing <laughs> with my life. Right?
2: I, yeah, I was a brisket head.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think? You think? You think at dry brisket shows in, in the lot? There's a lot of smoking going on. But yeah, I mean mm-hmm. over smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. If you know what I mean.
3: Yep. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> <Good morning, laughs> Jesse. Oh. Oh.